0: Well, good morning, everybody. Today, we are going to talk some more about shalom, that Hebrew concept of wholeness or completeness, wellness, peace, all of those things are contained in there, and uh, we are going to uh, uh, be looking at that again today. At the beginning of Luke, where we've been studying, it really develops quickly this concept of shalom or peace if you look it up. And I was going to skip past one of these concepts. The lesson we're looking at today was was one, I just decided, well, we'll just move on to the next one. We don't want to overdo this concept of shalom. But man, this this passage has just grabbed me and I couldn't let it go. So I came back to it and um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, begin by asking us a question. And I want us to think about this you know, as we de- start to develop this theme that we have today about um, departing in peace or departing in shalom, departing from this life in shalom. We all have to die someday. Uh, so the the one of the things that came about, I think it was I looked this up. The idea of a bucket list. We've always heard the term. I grew up here in the term. Probably everybody has. Um, if you've been around long enough, the idea of kicking the bucket. If you kick the bucket, that means you die. And it could be a, a, a computer might kick the bucket or an animal might kick the bucket. And we someday people referencing this just in a very nonchalant way. Someday we all got to kick the bucket, right? So there was a movie that was developed or, well, I, it wasn't too long ago. I think it was 2012 or 2007, you know, sometime in the 2000s. Um, somebody developed uh, the concept of a bucket list, things that you want to do before you die. And that has just come on uh, so that everybody knows the concept of a bucket list. And I would ask you today just to think for a second about a bucket list. Have you ever thought about that concept of what it is you want to die, what, what you want to do before you die? What would make your bucket list? Now, as you grow older, that that bucket list kind of changes and develops, and uh, as you mature and go through life, things will change, but I think we all have something that we'd probably say we want to do before we die, maybe somewhere we want to go before we die, maybe something we want to have or to experience before we die, Um, maybe it's uh, jumping out of an airplane with a parachute on. Um, and maybe with the technology these days, some people might want to jump out of an airplane with a, a suit that flies, makes you fly. Uh, I remember when I was young, um, I used to I used to think about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. So I was I didn't think of it as something because when we're young, we don't think about dying very much, do we? We think we're indestructible. It's not until we hit about forty that we really start thinking about. You know what? I'm getting older. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow, um, but when we're young, we don't tend to think of things we want to do before we die, but that's a good thing to think about, uh, but when I was young, one of the things uh, that I thought I wanted to do, um, number one, I, I wanted to uh, someday go skiing in the Alps. I wanted to snow ski in the Alps. Um, that hasn't happened yet, and you know what? Now my mind has changed. I'm really not that all excited about about doing that anymore. But it's kind of neat for a bucket list, but it's been removed. I used to think at one point in time that I wanted to uh to be a doctor and have my pilot's license and have have a, a beautiful cabin out in a remote lake and then just be able to live somewhere where I could go out into my um, airplane that was sitting on floats out in the lake and I would be able to fly into the big city and make my big money as I went to, to work and maybe did surgery as a doctor or something. You know I had, that, I had those thoughts about what I wanted to do and where I wanted to live and I just I just had that image in my mind. Well, that's changed too. I'm pretty content uh, not living in a cabin on the lake with the uh, airplane with floats in the back. My uh, Hyundai Sonata does me me well, so I'm content with it. But what is there anything on your bucket list? What is it on your bucket list that you want to do, that you want to experience before you depart from this life? Well, we're going to look at somebody who actually in the Bible, I think he had a bucket list. So look at, uh, turn with us to Luke chapter 2. And as we begin going here, I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. It looks like I'm gonna be able to do this. Um, and uh, where's my, there it is right there. All right, there's there's my screen. And hopefully um, hopefully everybody's getting a, a good picture of this now. And my my image is kind of out of the way. This is an image. The guy on the right is an older gentleman. His name is Simeon. He's the one that we're going to be reading about today and discussing. Um, And I've got to make sure I get back to my notes page. This is always so complex for me. There we go. Now I can actually preach. Okay, so we're going to be talking about Simeon. And he's he's introduced to us in chapter 2, the latter part of chapter 2. But we're going to start in verse number 21. So I'm just going to read through the same passages that we've we've already uh, looked at with our scripture reading today, but verse 21 indicates this is after the birth of Jesus, and when eight days had passed, before before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So on, on that eighth day, Before he was circumcised, his name is declared as Jesus. And then they would have gone ahead and and circumcised Jesus. That was the eighth day. Now, Jesus, um, when he was born, he was born in the city, the town of Bethlehem. So his circumcision would have taken place um, in that town, uh, as I understand. And um, then on verse number 22 through 24, we learn a lot, a lot of information here. It says, and when the days for their purification according to the law of Moses, were completed. They brought him, they brought Jesus, up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So here in verses 22 through 24, Jesus being uh, Mary's firstborn and, and Joseph's firstborn in that sense, even though it was, he was not his blood father, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to be dedicated at the temple. He was to, to be given to, that, to the Lord, consecrated to the Lord, the firstborn of every male child the first, the uh, the firstborn, even among the flocks, were dedicated. They were given, given to the Lord. So now, this would have happened um, after. Notice it says after the when the days of their purification according to law were completed. So if you look back in Leviticus twelve, it's very specific that when a woman gives birth to a son, um, there were forty days of purification. And actually, it was um, the number of days indicated was. Um, I believe, uh, 33 days after the circumcision. So it's a total of, of 40 days. So they go up to Jerusalem, Bethlehem being just south of Jerusalem, a few miles, just a short journey up there. They come up to Jerusalem. Now, one of the things you notice in here, uh, just a little bit of extra information that's really interesting pertaining to this passage, is that the the sacrifice that's indicated in verse 24 is that the, the sacrifice was a pair of two turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, actually, that was kind of a secondary sacrifice. The first sacrifice that God asked for in, the, in Leviticus chapter 12 was a lamb. The lamb was the purifi- purification for her uncleanness after the birth. Uh, and so Mary could not afford a lamb for her cleansing, so we learned that the parents of Mary, or excuse me, that Mary and Joseph, the parents of Jesus, they weren't of significant means. And these were these were some poor people, simple people, some peasants from the countryside, people just coming from Bethlehem originally, coming from Nazareth was really their home. But they weren't rich by any means. There was nothing special about their Uh, status in this world but God saw something special with them and God chose Mary that wonderful lady that you see there pictured on the left Mary and Joseph with her husband Joseph um, she was a wonderful lady Joseph must have been a wonderful wonderful man another thing that's kind of ancillary information just a little bit of extra information since they weren't rich um that has implications on the Magi coming to visit them. The Magi aren't listed in, in Luke, uh, this, the wise men from the East. They aren't listed in Luke. But likely at this point in time, 40 days after the birth of Jesus, they have not yet come mm-hmm. to visit Jesus in the house in Bethlehem. If they had been, then um, Mary and Joseph... Um, With the gold that they had received from the Magi, they would have been uh, cheating the Lord out of a lot of um, a lot of tithe, a lot of uh, what they they need to be giving. They could have given a lamb for sure if they had had received gold, frankincense and myrrh. Um, So I think this is I'm assuming that that's a correct indication and probably a lot of scholars would contend this that um, that the Magi have not yet come at this point. And also, since they're going to the temple and they're not being um, looked for uh, by Herod, who was after the baby Jesus, that's probably another indication that even at this time that that the the wise men had not actually come into the presence of Herod at this point. So just something to consider there. Um, So that's verse number, verses 22 through 24. Now we're finally introduced then uh, to, to Simeon, verse 25. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So here's somebody this this man and you just get this impression he's going to be an, an older man because it's going to be you know it's it, there's the promise that that he's not going to die until he sees the lord's Christ so there's so there's some indication there we can assume he is older he is good you know death is is imminent he's not too far away from it he could go anytime like the rest of us but it seems like he's it's assuming he's much closer but the spirit the Holy Spirit had let him know that what he was looking for, he was looking for the consolation of Israel, the comforting or the encouragement of Israel. He was longing to see the Messiah. He wanted to see, he, and the Holy Spirit had promised, you will see the Lord's Christ. You'll see the Messiah come before you die. So that's a pretty wonderful promise. That's a pretty neat thing. And he was longing for that. And so here he is. Now he's uh, verse 27 and 28. It says, and he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he, then Simeon, took him in his arms and blessed God and said... Now doesn't this just grab you? There was here. Here is Simeon. He's been promised you're going to get to see the Messiah. Now the Spirit has arranged for him to go into the temple and to be there, and somehow he knows the the baby who is the Messiah, and he takes him into his arms. And in that wonderful picture that that you have, there is Messiah. You know, it's it's the picture of Simeon holding this this baby who's just over a month old, and he is looking up to to God. He is giving thanks, and we're going to learn what he says here in these coming verses. And so we look at verse number 29. It reads, Now, Lord, Simeon speaking here. Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to, to depart in Peace, according to your word. This is just a neat, I, you know. Simeon is blessed. Um, well, Simeon, uh, I'll read my notes here. Simeon blessed his master. This, this, as you look at l- the word "Lord," we see it all through the through the Bible. This idea of Lord, this is a specific word that really means more master. It's a little bit different than a lot of terms for the word Lord. It's very specific to this idea of master and slave, Um, but this he he says he blessed his master for keeping his word and allowing him the slave to depart in peace to die in shalom. We know what this reference is that you're gonna you have allowed me to depart in peace. Now you're releasing me to die in peace to die in shalom. Then and remember this idea of what we're talking about here to be able to die in wholeness. And completeness to die in peace. Whole and complete with God. His life has been, you you know, it's just fulfilled. It's whole. And he is at peace with God. He is whole with God. God has promised him something and fulfilled it. He's his bucket list had just this one item on it, and it has been completed. And that bucket list was to see Jesus. What what a neat and wonderful thought. So verses verses thirty through thirty two, um, this is where he's describing Jesus. He's describing the Messiah as he looks, his eyes beholding him, and as he just holds the baby in his arms. Verse thirty says, "For my eyes have seen," and this is this is the reason when he starts out with verse thirty, "For my eyes have seen." He's, he's saying, I can depart now in peace. I am fulfilled because, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. What a wonderful picture. He's looking at this little baby and he sees salvation. He sees salvation, not just for Jerusalem, not just for the the nation Israel, but the salvation of the entire world resting in his arms as a little baby. And Gideon, excuse me, Simeon is just able to see that. His completeness, his life is made whole because he sees Jesus. Simeon's bucket list had one item on it, to see the Lord's Messiah, to see the Christ. And that was now complete, making his life complete. He had found the way of shalom and was ready to die. One thing on his bucket list, to see Jesus. And it's interesting to uh, to consider now in that in that picture. I haven't mentioned this elderly lady that's kind of in the picture, middle of my picture. It's just four four older four adults and the baby Jesus. The woman, definitely an elderly lady, over she is eighty years old, eighty four years old. And she comes up, and we're going to read about her next. She is another one, and the word peace is not mentioned with her in this passage, but I just have to mention her because it seems like she is another one. She's just a recipient of God's glory, God's wholeness, his completeness reaching down to her and making her life complete. Verse 36, and there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then then as a widow to the age of 84. So she was married for just seven years before her husband died, and then she remained a widow to 84. Listen at the end of verse 37. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers at that very moment. So so hear that, that very hour, that very moment, that very time, she is come. you know, and it's, that connects it with, that thought connects it with just uh, what had happened with Simeon. And I do get this picture just like as, the, the, I get the image that as Simeon's holding her up, holding up the baby and and just blessing God, she's right in the wings ready to come up and she joins in. Verse 38, at that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. So there was another lady there, this wonderful lady, another beautiful servant of God, a slave to the Lord God, serving him night and day. And her bucket list was complete that day too, I'm sure their lives Simeon and Anna their lives were fulfilled and complete because they saw Jesus the one that they knew was coming the long the one that they longed to see and they knew others were longing to see him the consolation of Israel the hope of salvation for the entire world and i just want to want you to think about you know there's going to be a day when we all when we all die when we all have to die when we all get to die, when you know, however you want to look at it, when we will all sleep. And how can you have shalom on that day? Whether that day is tomorrow, whether that day is in a year, whether that 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 day that you die is in a hundred years. I want you to consider the idea of completeness and wholeness that Jesus provides, because he was the one last week we looked at when he was born, at, before his birth and at his birth, it was proclaimed he was going to show us the way of peace, the way to wholeness. And when the angels appeared in the sky, they proclaimed peace on earth to whom God's favor to men on whom God's favor rests. And I just want you to think about that that peace can come when you're connected with Jesus, that when you are in Christ and Christ is in you. John chapter 17, I'll check my watch here. We'll just look at verses 20 and 21. Jesus says, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. You know what? You want to know what how Jesus brings completeness and wholeness to the world and to your life? It's because he will if you believe in him, if you let him, he'll be one with you and you can be in him. Jesus, you know, Jesus was one with his father. He was complete because he was he had shalom because he was one with his father. May they all be one even as I as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us. Notice verse number 26 says, and I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love with which you loved me may may be in them. You talk about having fullness or completeness in your life. It's when the love of God is in you. And then Jesus also says, and I in them. Jesus in you, Christ in you, that's the hope, that's the glory, that's the wholeness we can have, that is shalom, that is completeness and wholeness. So I want you to consider today, just I want you to think about Simeon. He was ready to die, except that he had one thing on his bucket list, and God arranged for that bucket list to be complete that one thing was fulfilled he got to see Jesus and i just want you to consider today i want you to take an inventory go ahead and write it down write down the things you want to do go ahead and do this bucket list there's a lot of things you can want to do and they're all they're all great and good there's nothing wrong with wanting to go somewhere do something experience something see someone meet someone But I want to ask you, where does Jesus come in on your list? And you think of all those things. You can have a bucket list of a bunch of things, but you make sure you get that one thing on that list that is really the only thing that matters, and that is to see Jesus, to know Jesus. Simeon got to hold Jesus, and we can can know God, and we can cling to him and hold to him. And we can let him be in us and have his love in us and have Christ in us. Have that as your bucket list. And then maybe just your other things, just just list them as other things, maybe. (laughs) These things don't really matter, but they still might be fun. But put Jesus number one. If you haven't made Jesus number one on your bucket list, we will be happy to pray for you as a church. You let us know. And if there's anybody who you've not given your life to Jesus, you're not in him because you have not been baptized in him, having faith in him and believing he is the one who can save you, then today's your chance to do that. Be baptized into Christ. Have him in you and you in him. Get that bucket list right, folks, because someday we all uh, shall stand before the Lord. We want to encourage you, and we're going to use this song that we're going to sing now. Uh, God bless you, and seek Jesus. Find him.